look to the word father we just thank you for this opportunity where we just stand before your people and share your love share your goodness share your grace father speak to the hearts of your people lord don't speak to our mind don't speak to our emotions but speak to our heart lord we open our heart right now to you lord and we say, Father, we, we invite you into our heart. So come and dwell in our hearts this morning. I pray in the name of Jesus. And I pray that the word of the Lord will have, will, will bring liberty, will bring freedom to your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let's look to the, um, the title of my sermon is Assembly Required. Assembly Required. So let me ask the question. Mm. Um, is there anyone that the children now can answer? If you received a bicycle or a tricycle or something like that, or maybe I could ask the parents. When you ordered it and you picked it up and everything, was it, has certain things always been together? Or did you see a little note on the side of the box saying, assembly required? You can raise your hand. You can talk back to me. Yes? Okay, wonderful. So what does that assembly require mean? I, I love interactive speaking. Who said something just now? I just heard a man's voice. Okay. Effort. Effort. Thank you. Now, how are the parts going to come together? Uh, no speaking now. You've got to raise your hand. This is, this is my teacher protocol. Okay? All right. Adolf. Usually there's some tools that help you put it together. Mm -hmm. And how do you, you put it together? Like you're looking at it with your eyes? Usually you have to follow the instructions. Okay, and what and are you using? The manual. The manual. Okay, I heard something over here. Your hands. Thank you. <laughs> Say it again. Your hands. You use your hands to assemble. I, would, I could stand and stare at that box. And I could say, okay, this little screw, you come over here. But I don't have the power to do that. You know, just with my mind, bringing it all together. I've got to use my hands. And this morning, I want to just plant the seed of the word that in all of our lives, in all of our lives, and at every season of your life, you need the hand of God. 
You need his hand. And I'm going to tell you why. So let's look at that next slide. Let's read the scripture together. Now, everyone's awake and ready. Let's go. Let's read it together. Oh, yes. You shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking, body and soul. I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. Next slide. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made. Bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watch me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even live one day. So let's start right there. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. So who else but our sovereign God can put his hand in our lives from conception all the way through to whatever age we live. In every stage of our life is his hand forming his life, positioning his life on our lives. And we give him glory for that. Amen. Amen. So, you know, I have, no, let's go to the next slide. Psalm 138.8 says, finish what you started in me, God. Your love is eternal. Don't quit on me now. Don't quit on me now. And in the King James Version, the next slide says that same verse, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endure it forever. Forsake not the works of your hands. Amen. Amen. Forsake just means abandon, desert, give up. And we know our God will not abandon us. He will not give up on us. He won't quit. Even in the times when we quit. And we have stopped asking him. And let's be truthful. Fool me, is that you? Hi. <laughs> Good to see you. I just give a shout out to my friend over there, Fumi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just looked up and I saw you. It's, it's good to see you. Amen. But his hand is there fashioning and forming and putting the pieces of our lives together. So when you were born, Brother Cam, did you know what your life was going to be? When, when you started out, this little boy, you, you just woke up one day and said, Oh, 
I've got the blueprint. I know how everything's going to fall into place. I know where all the pieces fit. I, I've got this. Nah, anyone else that knew, that knew? I didn't. But I've seen God's hand putting pieces together, connecting pieces, just like a puzzle. Just like a puzzle. And I know the times, and I confess those times when I didn't want his hand on my life. And I said, I can handle this. I can handle this, Lord. This is easy. And don't we all do that? Don't we all tell him, okay, give me a, give me a chance to show you what I can do. In our pride and in our arrogance and sorry, but in our stupidity, we say things like that. Lord, I've got this. But I'm telling you, there is no time at all where we don't need his hand in our lives. Amen. And at this moment, I am going to ask the Sunday school students to stand and be dismissed. God bless you as you go to class. Open up your hearts to your lesson, to your teachers, and may it be a good time. Bless them as they go, Father. Thank you, Lord. The next slide, I'm looking for that one. Why? Why is assembly required? Why is it essential? Why is it necessary? And it's because of the next, the next slide, the word. Jeremiah 10, 23. I'm going to call on someone that, I'm going to call on Kristen. Would you read that for us, Kristen? Yes. Could you read that again, please? Thank you, thank you. I know that the way of man, contrary to popular belief, it is not in himself. We've got brilliant people on the face of this earth. We have people that accomplish great things. They have such wisdom. I think of the doctors that God has given wisdom to that even when they perform surgery, they can do the most intricate operations and it will be successful. But you know what? Even though they have the degree behind their name and they are known and esteemed, you know, in the field of medicine or in the field of law and all these different areas, the word of God tells us it is not in man that walketh to direct his own steps. From one day, from one moment to the next, I don't know what's going to happen. But you know what? I know someone that knows. 
I know someone that has the blueprint. I know someone that knows already what's going to happen when I hit five years old. When I turn 15 years old, he knows already what's going to happen. When I hit 25, when I hit in my 30s, my 40s, and all the way up, the Lord knows because he formed and fashioned us. And he didn't form and fashion all of us and then say, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do with this one? Uh, Let me think. What, what can I what can I do with them? But already, while you were in your mother's womb, developing and growing, the Lord had already put some things in you that you weren't even aware of. His hand has been there, guiding, and even when we make mistakes, his hand is still there. He never withdraws his hand. He never says, you know what? You want to have your own way, so go ahead. His hand is still there. And I know that we all can testify that. There have been times when we've gone through our moments of, of, of problems, of hurt, of offenses, of situations that we had no control of and over And we said in our hearts and in our mind, God doesn't care. Am I the only one that has has said that? Am I the only one that has said that? Do I have others out there that have said that? God does not care. But I want to tell you this morning, his hand is with you. His hand is in your life. I'm encouraging you this morning to once again... Couple of weeks ago, we heard the sermon. Are you a believer? Do you believe his hand is in your life? So if you believe that, you're not going to react to situations like the man that does not know his God. When situations go awry, there is a response that comes from your heart. And that response is, I will bless the Lord. At all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying, you know, something bad happens and I say, oh, praise the Lord that I just got hit by a car. Oh, praise the Lord. I just lost my job. Praise the Lord. My husband of 33 years decided he didn't want to be married to me anymore. I don't. I don't do that. I don't do that. When bad things happen, we cry, we hurt, we grieve, but we still declare that our God is good. Amen. And I thank him for his hand. I thank him for his hand. Let's go to the next slide. Philippians 1, 6, and let's read this and We're going to read it together. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And let's read that in the message. I love the message translation here. 
Let's read it together. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. Can we praise the Lord for that word? That was kind of weak. Can we praise the Lord for his word? I just thought about bringing a little visual here with me. And I'm going to stand back here so you can't see it that well. What do you, what do you think this is, Renee? It's a puzzle. Okay, and in this box, there are 300 pieces. All these little pieces. Now, I like to put puzzles together, and but there's no way that I could, with pieces this size, there is no way that I could do that in 20 minutes. It, it wouldn't happen. But you know what? As I look at these pieces, and I'm going to show some of you all. Do you know, Sister Yvonne, do you know what the finished picture looks like? No. Okay. Sister Mayo, can you look at that and see what's the finished product? You cannot. Oh, come on. You're a smart woman. You're a smart woman. <laughs> Sister Linda, you detect anything that would tell you what the picture's going to look like? Nothing. Nothing at all. You got nothing. Nothing. Okay. So this is about our life. This is about our life. All these pieces in here. Oh my goodness. The piece about, okay, where, where am I going to go to school? The piece about who my friends are going to be. The piece about where are we going to live? Where are we going to buy a home? The piece about, oh, I'm getting married. Who am I going to marry? Are we going to have children? All these questions going around in our mind. Okay. Um, okay. If I have children, are they going to be healthy? Is there going to be issues with my, my child? Suppose something happens to my husband. And he can't work anymore and provide. What happens? All of these questions, all of these pieces here represent all that happens to us. Broken relationships, broken health, children that's not following, brought up in church, taught by the Lord, 
taught together, you know, taught about the ways of the Lord, and then they make a decision to do their own thing. All of those questions, all of these pieces, so many, so many, so many broken, as I said, broken relationships, people that you thought were going to be in your life for the long haul, and they just diss on you. They disappear. No longer, no connection. Family dynamics. This one's not talking to the other one. And especially this time of the year, Thanksgiving, when families get together. Oh, my Lord. But I thank God. I thank God for his hand. I thank God for his hand. His hand of mercy. His hand of grace. All of these pieces, if I were to just throw this box on the floor and these pieces just scatter, they represent all the different variables that take place in our lives. But you know what? On the cover, it says, Charles Wisoki. I, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Charles Wisoki, Wisoki. He's the master painter of Americana. And do you know what? Mr. Charles knew what the end product was going to be, what it's going to look like. So I removed the cover. I had a piece of paper covering, covering it so no one could see. But the, the, the author of this, the person that painted this picture, he knows exactly what the end product is. So just as we read the scripture that there has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you, in me, would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. As I read that scripture... I hear the Holy Spirit asking the question. I believe that there are those, even though the scripture says that, there has never been the slightest doubt. I believe that there are people here that have had doubt. You have had doubt, and this is not to throw shade on anyone or to embarrass anyone, but you have had doubt. That God started this work, but for some reason, he had stepped away. He stepped away. Because I can't reason, because we're human, we can't reason. If that is so, how do I reconcile in my mind that this happened, this happened, that happened, all these pieces of my life broken, broken in these certain areas, how is it that I can really trust the Lord to finish, to bring my life to a flourishing finish? Do I?